welcome to Jessie's World. This is episode 19 and I'm so excited to be with you and to be rounding the corner to almost to episode 20, guys. This is amazing. 20 episodes of us getting together and working on becoming our best self. Wow. I love it. Okay. This episode's going to be amazing. You need to grab your mirror because you can't hide from yourself anymore. We're going to look you square in the face this episode and we are going to talk about something really serious and really important. Now, I've been up up to this point I've been very nice. We've talked about gratitude, we've talked about being our best selves, we've talked about, you know, everything really that you can think of that's nice and fluffy around just becoming our best self. Honey, I've been gentle. I've been gently nudging you along. But today I'm ripping off the bandaid. Okay. Because when we hit episode 20 and trust next week, you better tune in because it's going to be a celebration you don't want to miss. But when we hit episode 20, we're going to step up the ante big time. So it's time to talk about what you haven't been talking about. And you know what I mean? This is where the rubber hits the road, folks. We're going to discuss decisions, decisions. You heard me, honey, past, present, and future. If we're going to improve our life and truly become our best selves, we are not going to be able to do that without improving the quality of our decisions. So before we deep dive into that, I just want to say if you're upwardly mobile, have a great sense of humor and want to be your best self, you have come to the right place. This is episode 19 of Jesse's World and I am your host, Jessica Vibes with a Z. Follow me on Instagram and follow the show at Jesse's World XO. Okay, before we get Deep diving into our topic, you already know what time it is. It is Tessie time. And today, I have the bone to, t- to pick. I mean, I have a major bone to pick. And I am I am a real estate broker, but I am not speaking to you as a real estate broker. Okay? This is not professional advice. This is not researched information. This is me, a Canadian, Jessica, giving you my thoughts as a citizen in this universe, (laughs) watching what's going down and absolutely being flabbergasted. Prices are dropping. This is what everybody wanted, right? House prices dropping. Although if you need to sell, it's not really a great thing for you, is it? Okay. But also if you need to buy, it's not really a great thing for you, is it? This is the thing people have to understand. When you ask for intervention without considering the fallout, decisions, decisions, this is what you get, a horrible fallout. Guys, interest rates are rising and rising and they're set to rise again. I did the math. I was considering certain people and types of places that people have and what their mortgages could be. Depending on how much your mortgage is and when you need to renegotiate, you could have to pay 500, 1000, 2000 more a month. A month, guys. Affordability 
is more difficult than it has been in so long. They keep saying a recession is looming, but we're watching gas prices go through the roof. We're watching the cost of food go through the roof. We're watching the cost of renting or buying going through the roof. This is the thing. People wanted the prices to go down so it was more affordable. It's not more affordable. Not only do you have stress tests and onerous situations, you have increased um you have increased um bank rates that mean you're going to pay more for less. Yes, the price of the house may have went down, but the interest rate went up and you're not further ahead. And now if you own and you were looking to buy, you're you've lost value, you've lost equity. Okay? That's serious. That's serious. And here's the issue. The people who are going to win are going to be the people who always win. And this is what hurts my heart. And this is why Tessie's involved. Because watch and see. They're saying that the bank is going to continue to raise interest rates right through to 2023 next year. So you're probably not going to see relief until maybe 2024. Now, if you don't have to renew your mortgage until 2024, 2025, you're probably fine. However, if you do have to, then you have some serious tough decisions to make depending on what your budget is. Also, if you need to buy, if you're in a rent-to-own situation, or even if you're renting and needing to move, it's getting rough. It's getting tough because all the people who can no longer afford their mortgages are then having to sell and become renters, which is then saturating the rental market. And when you also look at the fact that we do have a lot of immigration, a lot of immigration, then we have to have housing for these people. Okay. So then they also need to participate in the housing market. Okay. And we do not have enough right now in Canada, because if we did, we would not have a crisis. Okay. And the prices would not be so insane. And this is the thing. I think the government needs to provide subsidies for anyone suffering and not being able to pay their mortgage or their rent. I don't think anyone should be getting kicked out of anywhere because nobody has control over this mad market, except for the government who kind of created this. So that's my two cents. That's just my energy, my vibe. That is not researched. That is not me as a realtor. That is just me as a Canadian going, what the heck, right? Because I know homelessness is an issue and I don't like how they handle it. And I see the frivolous spending and I see the reports in the news that really question a lot of the spending decisions. And I see the human fallout when they're cutting back in healthcare and education and housing, basic needs. We spoke about Maslow before. The first rung, food, clothing, shelter, fam. Food, clothing, shelter. It is not negotiable. You see a rise in crimes. You see a rise in the type of brutal crimes that are going on out there. People are hungry. People need shelter. People need to eat. People need to succeed. It is not a joke. Now they're talking about mass layoffs. Listen, why does every time they do something to provide relief for the public, does it get harder? Why is it getting harder? Why people who are in charge... Is it getting more difficult? That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. Yeah, this is Tessie time. And you know, Tessie says it as it is. 
So that's what it is. That's what it is. We are citizens. People in public office work for us. And yet we keep getting screwed. What is wrong with the system? Fam, this is not okay. This is not okay. We need to live. Canadians must be able to live in their environment. And I mean, it feels like things are a little bit unlivable. They're getting tougher and harder and tougher and harder. So I'm just speaking for what I see. I'm just speaking for what I see people experiencing. I see that people are scared. I see people are making tough choices. I see people are struggling. And I just don't understand how moves that were supposed to be, that were made under the guise of making life easier for Canadians have somehow managed to make life even harder. And that's Tessie time. You already know. Let me know if you agree. Maybe I'm wrong. That's cool. Say it in the comments. Okay. Now it's time for Mrs. Wright. You know, we always like to lighten it up. Mrs. Wright passes through and we give you a freestyle, either a song or a jingle or a story or a poem that has to do with a random topic that a random topic generator basically tells us. So that lightens the mood before we jump into our big topic and today's topic's heavy. So let's lighten the mood. All right. Today's topic. If you could choose any two famous people to have lunch or dinner with, who would it be? And I have to answer that in a story, a poem, a song, something like that. Okay. Two famous people to have lunch or dinner with. Who would it be? Two famous. Wow. You get two? That's dope. I guess if I'm having lunch or dinner, then they're alive. So I have to go with two famous living people, I'm assuming. Hmm. Living people that are famous. Well, since I have to go off the dome because it's a real quick segment, and I can't take too long, and it's a random topic. Let me think about it. I got a golden ticket. You wouldn't believe I get to meet with anybody that I choose to see and have lunch or dinner, maybe. I don't know, baby. Who should it be? <laughs> Let me think. One, two, three. Maybe I'll choose. D-Ray, cause he's so funny. I've been loving D-Ray from back in the day when you had to get his stuff from the flea market and A. Nobody knew his name. I used to tell everybody this man was it. He was the funniest. He was legit. But everyone was like, D-Ray who? Bet you know who he is now, boo. So maybe D-Ray cause he's funny as hell. And I know I'd be laughing very well. So yeah, that may be my number one, but you know what? This song is so much fun. Let me think. I real, real nice. I'm going to think twice. Yeah, I'm going to think twice. Who would be my number two? Let's go. Could it be Snoop? Because he's always putting on a show. He seems so laid back, if you know what I mean. And Snoop Dogg's hella enterprising. And I love an enterprising mind. You know, he's not just a rapper and he wasn't left behind. So many people fall off, but not the D-O-double-G. So maybe I'd want to be with he, but also Jay-Z's a boss. And you know what it is? He's top but top. I could do business with Jay-Z any day. Push Jay-Z away. Never, baby. So, hmm, let me think too. 
Because I don't got a woman up in the mix, boo. I mean, could it be Oprah? I don't know. Let me think. Who would I want to see? Who would be to dinner with Dere and me? I have to think hard. I have to think kind. I have to think about the person I wouldn't leave behind. Would it be Eminem? He is a dope-ass rapper, but T.I., he's really cool, too. I mean, I love T.I. and Expeditiously. I love his music, giving me anything that I want in that favorite song. You could have anything you like. And I played that song so long. T.I., so cool. I mean, me, D-Ray, and T.I., that'd be jokes. No lie. I think that might be the thruple that I'm looking for. <laughs> and they're both fine as hell. I mean, shoot, maybe it should be T.I. May as well. But then again, let me think some more. Because little Wayne's real cool. And you know that he's iconic too. I mean, it would be interesting. Little Wayne and D-Ray at a table. What would we talk about? I could create so many fables. Oh my goodness, my mind is exploding with possibilities. I don't even know what to do. This song is a tease. I'm in hype and it's not even real. This golden ticket is fictitious, but you know the deal. I gotta come up with two and I don't know what to do. What would you do if you were me? Who would you get together with? I don't know. Tag it in the comments and let me know. Do you like my flow? Oh, maybe I should get together with a flow coach. I don't know. I think the second person, let me think really hard, might be, hmm, 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 I like Prince Harry. Mm hmm. I think he should rejoin the monarch because I think we need a strong leader and I think that's him. And I think Megan by his side, now that's a team that wins. But I don't really know what to say. I guess I have to circle back and be true to me. It's D-Ray and T.I. That's my final. Oh, shoot. Hold on. I do love Method Man. I mean, I do love Method Man. And my son said he thought we could bond. Like he saw me and Method Man being something that could get along. So maybe that'd just be an interesting experiment. I don't know. Uh, I thought almost, I almost locked it in. I don't know about the show. Okay, where would dinner be? Let's think about it. I don't know. Maybe at Disney World in that pineapple restaurant. Do you know that place? That place is hella dope. So me too, hella dope people then. All right, I'm locking in T.I. T.I. T.I.P. Harris. I love how he rides for his fam. And you know, he's really progressive and funny too. So I think me, him, and D-Ray, like, that would be dope. So that's the song. What do you know? It didn't rhyme in every spot, but Hey, here's you go. I had to think hard. I had to think long. This was an opportunity. I didn't want to just, you know, yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, shoot. Buju Banton might be one too, though. <laughs> it didn't fit in, but Buju Banton might be one too. Big up Buju Banton. I love Buju Banton from back in the day. He's actually one of the only original ITAL icons that's alive because I mean when I had my kid like I used to play Buju Banton Shiloh record you know I used to play 
Bojubanton, Tupac, Bach, and Chopin for my kid. So Bach's gone, Chopin's gone, Tupac's gone. Bojo's the only living one. So I think like, what did, what did I say? I got lunch and dinner. Yeah, man. So I'm taking, I'm taking D-Ray to lunch because I think it's going to be bare jokes. I'm taking T.I. to dinner because I think we could do jokes and actually do business too. Like T.I.'s highly enterprising and intelligent and I love that about him. And I think for dessert, entree, I must say a quick what up to Buju because, you know, he's classic and deserves his flowers. Yeah, man. That was fun. I like that question. That was one of my funnest ones. Yay. Told you we we're going to lighten the mood. All right, guys. Are you ready? Are you ready, ready? Are you ready, ready? Ready, ready, ready? Now I'm in a reggae mood. Okay. <laughs> decision, decision time. Today we're going to discuss the importance of good decision making in personal and professional life. Okay. We're going to be real. <laughs> we're going to be real. And we're going to talk about the fact that if we're working on becoming our best selves, it's because we know we have work to do. Okay. It's not as if we've been skipping through life, making perfect decisions up until this point And oh, surprise. Now we're working on ourselves. No, we've, we've messed up fam. We've made mistakes here and there. Some of us have made more mistakes. Some of us have made less mistakes. Some of us have made bigger mistakes. Some of us have made smaller mistakes. But one thing we all have in common, and this is good because we cannot judge each other, is that we have all made mistakes. So we're going to look at the past, the present, and the future. We're going to learn from our past mistakes. We're going to try to correct our behavior in the present. And we're going to have a better, brighter future because of it. That's what I deliver. I deliver better, brighter futures. So if you're down for being your best self, honey, you got to do the work. And that's what we showed up today to do. The work. Are you ready to put in work? Hmm? Excuse me, I can't hear you. Are you ready to put in work? Mm-hmm. You better be. Because this ain't no joke. This is Jesse's world, and I am letting you know <laughs> that it's time to put in some work, all jokes aside. All right, real talks. All right. Okay, so in the past several weeks, we discussed changing our habits, changing our energy, improving our team, believing in ourselves, and a whole bunch of other things. Now we need to discuss decisions. There's an angel and a devil on everyone's shoulder, or a higher and a lower frequency. I think in terms of frequency, not more than angel and devil, you know, but that whole metaphor. Okay. And depending on how you feel that day, because sometimes it's just a how you feel that day, you know, you could have a bad day and your lower frequency could just be easy to slip back into, especially if that was your habit from before. But then if you're having a strong day, a good day, a positive day, your higher frequency is where you want to be. We know what we're aspiring to be here. We're, we're aspiring to improve our life and our, our good life, our quality of life, our blessed life lives in our higher frequency. We don't want to get slipped down into the lower frequency 
We don't want to go backwards, but it happens. But it does happen. And you know this, right? So we're going to look at some of the things we can do to prevent it from happening. We're going to forgive ourselves for our past transgressions. We're going to have a real honest look. Okay? And we're going to work on change. Real, authentic change. Now, I don't know you. So I don't know your version of a bad decision, quote unquote. But if it brings you, like, if you're like, how do I know if something's good or bad, right? If it brings you further from your goals, or it makes you feel bad about yourself, or it hurts somebody else, then it's probably a bad decision. And you probably shouldn't do it. Okay, and we all know, I mean, let's be real. I'm not going to baby or coddle you, we're grown. We all know what a bad decision is. But I'm just, you know, I'm outlining it for you. But we all know. So if I'm to be honest and I'm to look back, I know a lot of my decisions, like I've always been very aware of other people. And so I've always tried to make sure that my footprint in this world is about improving, like leaving anybody or anything I meet better than it was. So I am actually pretty proud of a lot of my decisions when it comes to how I've treated other people. But how I've treated myself, I've suffered because I've put myself last for years. I mean, I've changed that now, but for years, that was a challenge for me. And so what I learned was those were my transgressions against myself and I'm no less deserving than anyone else. I should be leaving myself better than I found myself, right? And so for me, I know there were decisions I made Um, and sometimes I made them in favor of others, but they were against me. So that's not good. But I know other people, like I'm a person who has a lot of people in my life, like brethren or what have you. And I know people are out there making different choices and sometimes they don't even know why they make the choices or sometimes they feel like they don't have any other choice, but to make a bad decision. And I'm here to tell you, you always have a choice. I'm sorry, this might not be what you want to hear today, family, but you're going to hear it. You always have a choice. You do. You do. I've chosen the hard way more than you you could know. I've said no to so many, like I've said no to money. I've said no to opportunity. I've said no to so many things that, of course, you want, but it's not coming in the right package or the price is far too high. And if you have good, strong, critical thinking skills, you can truly assess the real cost of something and understand that it's not worth it. But if you're not thinking and you're just having, like if you've lived, especially if you've lived a life of kind of looking for instant gratification, jumping on quick answers, going with the flow, not thinking things through, this is this is lazy or this is a bad habit or this is poor environmental factors. But I mean, I grew up in poor environments and still made strong decisions. So that alone is not even a reason. I mean, I don't have an excuse for you to let you off the hook. There's nothing. There's no excuse to let you off the hook. There's nothing. Okay. All there is is change. That's all there is. That's why you're here. If you want to get off the look, like if you don't want to be accountable for your behavior or your decisions, then this is not the podcast for you. I'm going to be real. And I, I mean, I, I, I'm grateful for every listener. I'm grateful for every listener, but I need you to listen and put into action the things we're doing here. Cause I take my time and energy 
and put it into this podcast. I plan every episode. I don't go off the cuff. I think about you guys. I want to see you transform. I want to see your life improve. I want you to come back to me and tell me how much you've improved. And that won't happen if we're not real. So what decisions have you made that you know if you meditate, you know those decisions weren't good for you? Think about it. And maybe you've changed some things. You know what I mean? Maybe you've already changed some things intentionally, accidentally, by what by white knuckling it. I don't know. Here's what I know. Change has to start now. My best friend died in 2015 because she smoked. Smoking is a bad decision. There's a lot worse decisions out there that people are making too that can affect their life, okay? But smoking is a bad decision. It's a bad decision, okay? But there's a lot of other bad decisions. My mom didn't raise me because she was an alcoholic. For her, drinking was a bad decision. It was a decision that cost her missing her child's entire childhood and her child missing her mother and going through horrific things in her absence. You know what I mean? For for alcohol, for a substance. Like, it wasn't a good choice. And I understand the nature of alcoholism and the nature of addiction in that extends to nicotine but still the end result was devastating in both circumstances my godchildren lost their mom and I know that was a regret of hers because she spoke about it with me and I know that she's okay with me saying this because I know she would like we've talked about it she would want to raise awareness and I told her I would always keep her memory alive and god bless her I love her So, yeah, but those decisions are serious. That's a decision she made when we were little kids. We were kids when she made that decision, but it haunts you. So even though she stopped, she did stop smoking. Years later, it still affected her. And the same with my mom. She stopped drinking. She came back into my life, but I still live with those scars and it still affects her. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I know some of you might be out here making bad choices. Maybe you're letting yourself be used or abused. Maybe you're codependent. I had that for years. I had to work hard on that one. (laughs) That one's a hard one because, you know, it's like, I promise you this though. If you're codependent, stick with me. Stick with me. That doesn't sound codependent, does it? (laughs) Ha ha ha. Stick with me (laughs) because... I did get through that. And um, here's the thing about that. As you work on yourself and you develop yourself, you're not going to be, you're going to see that fade away and dissipate because you're going to grow this strong, beautiful sense of self. And you're going to know what your value is. And if people don't want to be around you, you're not going to want to hold them there. And that's amazing, empowering feeling. Because me having abandonment issues, obviously not having parents and all of that, I um, did used to hold on to people 
And I mean, even in relationships, I, I know that I stayed too long in some relationships because I just didn't know how to let go. I don't even think it was a matter like, did I love the person? Sure. But also, if you love yourself enough and you love yourself more, it doesn't matter if you love that person. If they're not treating you well or they're not good for you, you're going to let go. You're going to let go. You know why? Because you know your job is to protect you. That is your number one job. Love yourself, protect yourself, provide for yourself. These are your jobs. And so if somebody is interfering with that, it doesn't matter if you love them. It doesn't matter how you feel about that person. You'll be willing to let go unless, unless you are codependent. You understand? So as you build your sense of self and strengthen yourself with Jesse's world, holla, then you're going to see your codependency disappear. And it's going to be so empowering, baby. I can't wait for you. So that's another, you know, and codependency is a decision, right? Because you can let it burn. Like Usher says, you can let it burn. You can. Mm-hmm. So some people do crime. Some people say, you know what? This is the only way I can make money. Maybe they don't have an education. Maybe they've already have a criminal record and they don't feel like anybody else will hire them. Maybe, you know, the, the cost of living nowadays and the fact that maybe the job market isn't as warm to them and their skills as one would like, they don't feel like they have options. Well, I understand that. I really do. It's a tough world out there, but you you do still have options. You do. And I understand that you might not know what those options are. I get that. And I think that access to information is not the same for everybody. And I know that people will say there's an internet and anyone can look it up, but not everybody knows how, not everybody knows what to look for. And here's the biggest thing that people don't realize. If you don't even know that you can look for certain types of help or that they exist or that it's even a question to ask, then you won't know. Now, you who are lacking empathy on what I'm saying, hear me out. This is a simple example and it taught me so much. Lessons in life lie everywhere if you're willing to see them, okay? I went to the gym when I used to live in my old neighborhood. They had a sign-up sheet for the machines in this little gym, okay? It was a community center gym. Big up Mike. <laughs> so um, on one side of the so on the sheet, you would sign up for the machines. And so what I noticed whenever I would go there, morning, noon, night, whenever, I noticed that it only ever had an AM sign-up sheet, okay? But whatever, I was just sign up. So if it's like 7 p.m., I'll just sign up for 7 a.m. and then go on the machine, right? So one day, Mike, who ran the gym, asked me, Jessica, how come you only ever sign up on the AM, obviously you're here, it's nighttime, right? Why don't you do it the right way, sign up on the PM? And I was like, I know, I wondered that too. I don't know, I've never seen a a PM sign up sheet. And he looked at me dead in my face, he was so shocked. And he was like, really, Jessica? And then he picked up the AM sheet and turned it around. And there on the back of it 
was the PM sheet. How would I know that? I'd never been there. Every time I had went there, the face up was the AM. (laughs) So my point is that taught me you do not know what you do not know. It could be that simple to everyone else. It could be like, are you kidding me? It's right here. But I didn't know to look there. And I think that's how some people feel about life. I think some people feel boxed in. I think some people don't know where to look. I think some people feel helpless. Some people feel alone. Some people feel like they have to pretend who they are. And especially in this day of social media, but also when you're looking at poverty and bad decisions and all of it, there's people that have to pretend because, or they think they have to pretend because they're not comfortable with who they actually are. They're not comfortable with the decisions that they've made. They're not comfortable with where they are in life. They don't want to be honest about it. They don't want to be authentic about it because it's difficult because it's not where they want to be. And I understand all of that. I'm an empath. I get it. I've seen it. I've seen it all. Not all, but I've seen a lot. So to that, I say you still have a choice. You still have a choice. We learned something from M&M in 8 Mile. Yeah, man, sometimes you just got to 8 Mile yourself. Just got to be like, yeah, I'm humble. This is where I am. This is where I am and I'm going to work from here. So welcome to Jesse's world, baby, where we just come as we are. And we just are where we are. And then we start to build a better foundation. But we can only do that by making good, solid decisions. So how do we make good decisions, guys? That's what we're about to talk about. Okay, the first goal when working on improving our quality of life is to acknowledge the bad decisions that have hurt you or others and disrupted your world in the past so that you can stop repeating them. So you can say, I choose bad men or women. Okay, maybe that. So yeah, I have chosen maybe a bad partner or two in the past. And I definitely had to stop doing that. And so for me, some of those things were to identify kind of why, why this is the type of person that I'm most attracted to or I'm most interested in, um, to acknowledge how that usually ends. So like the fact that, hmm, if I choose this type of person, as my partner, they usually break my heart. They usually doesn't end well. They're usually maybe a commitment phobe or something, right? They're not serious. They're not able to give me what I deserve, want, and need. So that's not a decision that I'm willing to make any longer. Um, Because when you're young, you'll say, uh, okay, I'm going to change this person. I'm going to help them, right? They've just been through so much that I just have to help them not be through so much, you know, help them overcome it, help them be the man that they could be, whatever. No, 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 you don't. Don't do any of those things, please. I beg you. Do not do it. They are who they are, where they are. And what I've lived to see is some will advance past that. Some will change their life. Some will become amazing and some will never change ever. In fact, some will get worse, worse. You heard me worse. 
Fam, they might even get worse. So if you spend your valuable time and energy on a partner who isn't what you need today, isn't where you need them to be today to fulfill you and what you require in a partner, then that's just not the partner today. And if ever they change and you buck them then, then maybe that's when you were meant to be together or not. You get it? Because not everyone's supposed to be your partner either. So yeah, no projects, man. This isn't like a reno. You don't get to put it on the market and flip it. You know what happens when you upgrade a person and not a house and then you put them on the market because it didn't work out with you? Nothing. You get nothing. You get nothing for your time and energy. Nothing. You get friggin' nothing. You get a house. You put your time, energy, money into that house. You renovate it. You upgrade it. All of this. Your your $10,000, $20,000 in that house is going to turn into $70,000 on the market. Guess what? You're going to walk away with a $70,000 profit. You can take that exact same energy. You can put that into a person. And they could choose not to improve. So it's like you put it in a black hole, nothing changed. Or maybe when you're done and you say, I can't do this any longer because I've been putting it in a black hole, I don't see much change. Maybe they actually did change. Maybe you actually improved their life. Maybe you impacted them and hallelujah, you know, that's good. You helped a person, but you helped the person with an agenda. Quite frankly, you helped someone with the agenda that they were going to be your partner and that's why you were doing it. And the truth is they're going to walk away with your investment that you put into them they're going to be with someone else because that's what people do. They move on and you are not going to get $70,000 like in a house. You're going to get nothing, a big fat zero. In fact, depending on the type of person, you might even have a debt. You might have a debt. You might have a child they don't pay for. You might, you might, who knows what you get what I'm saying? So you need to invest in you. Take that rigor and that energy that you want to put into someone else to transform them and put it into you. Honey, I would never do this podcast and not also do the things I'm preaching about because then all that happens is every podcast listener is going to improve their life and I'm going to be sitting in the same damn spot. Same situation. You want to pour into somebody and not yourself. No, we come to Jesse's world to pour into ourselves. Now, if you want to help somebody out of the goodness of your heart, you should do that. But don't help somebody with the concept that they're going to become the perfect partner for you because it rarely works like that. And when it comes to change, people really do need to change for their own self and they need to identify what changes they want to make. And in the meantime, during this podcast, in this moment, because we're going to practice being present, you need to identify what you need to change for yourself. You understand? Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. So meditate, let me know what do you want to change? What decisions do you know have held you back in the past? And here's the thing, even if you've kind of moved past it, it's good to acknowledge it because you can slip back into old behavior. So just taking like a mental note and account of like, some of your weaknesses, how it will help you in the next step that I'm going to bring you to basically foolproof yourself so that you don't end up back in that spot, even on your weekdays. Okay. All right. So now 
How do you avoid repeating mistakes or making bad decisions? Okay. How do you avoid repeating mistakes or making new bad decisions? So I'm about to give you the antidote, baby. It starts off, okay, there's a, there's a few things we got to do. First, we got to talk about how to avoid bad decisions you're already making or that you could make. And next, we want to talk about how to make good decisions. And those two things are quite different. So avoiding the bad decision is, you know what? I'm addicted to thugs. <laughs> I'm not going to date a thug anymore. That's a bad, that's avoiding a bad decision. I love, you know, I don't know what, ice cream, but ice cream has sugar. Sugar is not healthy for me. So I'm going to have, um, I don't know, a smoothie from Booster Juice instead. Okay. That's avoiding a bad decision. No ice cream. I'm not going to the ice cream shop anymore. And, and replacing it. This is a good idea. This is how we're going to do it, guys. Replace it with a good decision. I'm going to go to Booster Juice. Uh, bad decision. I'm not dating thugs anymore. Good decision. I'm going to instead date people who have the same hobbies as me. So if they have an interest in reading, I know we have something to talk about. For example, I don't know. I'm making this off the dome. I don't know your particular issue. I'm not going to commit crime. I'm going to start a business. Okay. Boom. That's a good one. And it's the world of entrepreneurs these days. Uh, I read somewhere that it is the easiest, is the best time in history to become a millionaire. There are more new millionaires now than there have ever been in the history of time. That's what I read in an article. So don't come at me and tell me if the fact is right or wrong. It was in an article. I did not write the article. I'm just sharing the information. So if that article is correct, you could become a millionaire today. So no, honey, no, re no need to ever do crime. Don't do it. Don't do it. It does not pay. I mean, in the, in the short term, I, I don't know your situation. You might think that it does, but it really doesn't in the long term. It's not worth it. Freedom is health, happiness, safetyness, freedom. These things are far more valuable than whatever instant gratification you may be chasing. Okay. Trust me. Trust me. Quality of life is very much connected to good quality decision-making. Okay. I want you guys to make good quality decisions. I'm going to slow it down for you so you understand. I'm speaking to you with love. Mm -hmm. Love and intention. Okay, here's how we're going to avoid bad decisions. One, you're going to take stock of bad decisions that are hurting you and that you want to change today, like currently. Things that are hurting you and you want to change. I want you to literally write those things down, okay? So that you are very, very clear about your commitment to self, all right? Okay. So some decisions that are hurting you today that you want to change. So I'll give you an example. Um, so I was honest about my sleep issues in the beginning of the podcast. I've since worked on that and, and rectified it. So one of the things I did was say, okay, I have insomnia. I wasn't sleeping. I was having horrible, horrible nights. Sometimes I was just begging God to help me sleep, right? It was just hard. And um, I knew that this was bad. And then because of it, I had developed a bunch of bad habits, like staying up watching TV or 
playing video games because I couldn't sleep. And then, you know, um, sleeping in the day because even when I did sleep at night, it never felt like I did because that's what sleep apnea does. So then I would spend almost half the day, most of the day in my room, which is not good for you. So I knew this wasn't good. This is not how I wanted to live. This is not the quality of life that I wanted. So I got myself a sleep. I did the sleep study. I got a sleep machine. I have much better nights now. Now I'm up every morning. I'm working. I'm either in my office or in my living room. I go out for walks. Like I'm far more alert, but I made a change. Like I acknowledged the problem. I came up with a solution. I aggressively went after that solution and I am enjoying a better quality of life as a result of it. But what, but it started with me taking stock of a bad decision, which was sitting up all night, watching a show, this, that, like not addressing my sleep issues. Okay. So I don't know things that are affecting you, but I want you to know them. Okay. And I want you to really just take stock. The next thing I want you to do is to consider the condition in which you tend to make those decisions. So if I was to think about like, let's say I try my best not to eat like sugar or processed food. Okay. I tend to eat really, really healthy. Um, and I'm a thicker, curvier girl. So it's funny because I eat healthier than most people I know. So I feel like it's a myth that people who have weight, um, eat bad. That's not really true. I actually have a hard time. Like if I track calories, I have a hard time like eating what they say I should eat for the day. So yeah, I tend to eat like fruits and vegetables and lean protein and stuff like that. Whole foods basically. But what I know is if I'm making a bad decision around food, it tends to be because I'm tired or I'm hungry, like on the road, don't have access, didn't plan in advance, no meal prep, no snacks in the car, um, hungry, tired, on the road. At this point, I don't give a shit. Sure, let's drive through a Harvey's. Do you know what I mean? And so if you understand like your minds, your state of mind, when you make the bad decision that you make, um, then you can start to address it because you can say, for example, with a food choice, I can say, okay, I know I'm going on the road. So I, I've done this actually as of re- recently because I did ad- acknowledge that, hey, like I went on the road um, to see my godson. It's like a two and a half hour drive there and then two and a half back. I ended up eating Harvey's, which made me feel gross. I didn't enjoy it. So I was like, but I didn't have any other option on the road. I felt So I was like, okay, whatever, I'm going to do better. So the next time I had to go on a road trip, I made my breakfast, which is always like chai seeds and flax seed and hemp seeds and fruits and nuts and healthy stuff, right? Almond butter, almond, um, almond milk or, or water or whatever. So I made that, I packed it up and put it in the car. I made sure I had my water and then I was blessed I wasn't hungry on the road and I didn't make any bad decisions. Boom. But that's what it takes. It takes like some planning, but you wouldn't plan if you didn't like know what the bad decision was, right? So if you're like, oh no, I always get back with my ex every time I see him. Well, then maybe you can't see your ex for a while, fam. You know what I'm saying? 
If you need to like cut off calls, cut off calls. If it's not good for you, if you're like, every time I talk to this person, I'm crying, then you need space. You need space. Right? Every time I talk to this family member, they manipulate me and I lose, I don't have the time to do the things I need to do in my life because they take up all my time and energy. Well, you need space. What are the things you're doing? Okay? Consider the conditions. Right? Consider the conditions that lead to the decisions. I get stressed out and so I smoke or drink or whatever. Well, then what's causing the stress? Dial it back step by step. Well, I get stressed because I fight with my partner. How often are you fighting with your partner? Is that the best partner for you? What are you fighting about? Can that thing be resolved? Go to the root cause, fam. Okay. Number three, forgive yourself if you messed up. All right, whatever. I ate the Harveys. I didn't care. Like I didn't get mad at myself. I just said shit. Like I did care, but I didn't get mad at myself. I just said, all right, well, why? What can I do different next time? And that's really the more important question. It's so much better to forgive yourself, but don't like, don't lose the lesson. Okay. Don't lose the lesson. So if you know, like, yeah, I didn't like that decision that I made and I'm dis- a little disappointed in myself. I, th- I thought I was going to make a better decision. And then I went and did this other thing that wasn't what I planned. So go like we're human beings. Forgive yourself. It happens. But how can you do better? Tell me now. How will you avoid that in the future? What what decisions will you make that are different? Okay. Four, I want you to create opportunities to do other things instead. So that's very, very much like the meal prep I talked about. Um, Sometimes I'm like, okay, I didn't work out enough or whatever. So then I said, now when I wake up, actually I started this today. I've been feeling like stiff, you know, and I'm a pretty, I've always been pretty flexible. And I noticed like that's been like slipping lately. Like I, I haven't been feeling as flexible. So I said, like, I have a morning routine. I'm going to tack yoga on to the end of my morning routine. So after I brush my teeth and take my supplements and all the things that I do in the morning, I'm going to do yoga and then I'm going to start my work day. So I started that today because then I won't feel like achy or, you know, when I go for walks, I don't feel so tight or So I identified the issue. Hey, I'm feeling tight. I was having knee pain. I've been having some knee pain. I saw that stretching helps relieve knee pain, but I wasn't stretching the right way. I was almost making it worse. So I thought, okay, I need a a guided version, join yoga and do super beginner stuff. And boom, today I had a better walk. So you can kind of figure out what what do you need to do to create an opportunity to improve the situation, okay? And then lastly, celebrate your successes. I was on cloud nine today. I was like, yeah, I did my self-care and then I did my yoga and then I went for a walk and then I did my work and then I went for another walk and then I did my more work. Now I'm doing my podcast and I'm late. I'm late, I'll be real. This podcast, I was supposed to release it earlier today and the day caught up on me 
But I forgive myself. I forgive myself. Like life's not perfect. I forgive myself. It's important that I hit it the right time because I want people to be able to listen all Sunday. But it's a podcast. They can go whenever. I'm a human and I forgive myself. (laughs) And to avoid it next time, I know I'm going to probably try to obviously record a lot earlier, schedule my day a little better. So there's opportunities to kind of change and grow and learn. Okay, guys, there's always opportunities. If you have questions, you can always hit me up at Jessica Vibes. And if I have a suggestion, I'm happy to help, you know, because I get it's not easy to make change, but it's necessary. It's the only way we're going to become our best selves. You cannot do the same thing and expect a different result. You cannot do the same thing and expect a different result. So we got to do different things, guys, which leads us to the next thing, which is how do you make good decisions? So we've talked about how not to make bad decisions, but let's talk about how to make good decisions. We are like in the gospel today, guys. We are in the trenches. Are you ready for all this? Okay. The first thing that I started doing Cause I, I used to, back in the day, like when I was a kid, I had so much to learn. Like, I mean like young, young, like when I was like 15, I think I told this story before, but I remember I used to lie a lot. I don't know. You know, (laughs) my uncle, my uncle used to lie. So I think I've picked it up from him, but you know, whatever. I used to lie. And I remember my sister called me out on it and it was so, I was so devastated. I was so hurt. My sister called me a liar and I was crying to my best friend Rola at the time. And I was saying to her, how could this, how could my sister call me a a liar? And then Rola asked me, she's always been a straight shooter. She's still my girl. She's still my sister. I love her so much. She's still my bestie, you know? I said, well, Stacy's also my bestie. I got to shout out my besties if I'm mentioning one I got to mention. But yeah, I said, um... Yeah, she called me a liar. And then Rolla said, did she lie? Did you lie? And I said, yes. And so Rolla's like, well, why are you mad? And I'm like, because like, that's my sister. How could she call me a liar? Like I, and so Rolla was like, then stop lying. Right. And so I talked to my sister and my sister was like, if you don't want me to call you a liar, stop lying. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to stop lying. Cause this is my bigger sister, my older sister. And I really love my sister a lot, like even today, like, I mean, I love both my sisters so much, to be honest, Trisha, Claudette, I love you guys, (laughs) I feel so emotional, I really do love my sisters, so yeah, my sister said, if I don't want her to call me a liar, I gotta stop lying, and so I remember, I held myself accountable, and that was like the first step, right, is holding myself accountable, so I remember I would lie, especially to boys. It was so stupid. I was a child, but I would lie. And then I would pick, hang up the phone and then I would pick up the phone back and I would call back the person and say, sorry, I just lied to you. (laughs) And then I would tell them the truth. And I did this every single time I lied. I would interrupt myself or stop and be like, oops, sorry, I just lied to you. And then tell them the truth. And I broke because I had become a habit almost. So then I broke the habit, right? I broke the habit. And they were all stupid little lies. Like, you know, I don't know. What time did you get home? Oh, I got home at, you know, five o'clock. And then I was like, sorry, I lied to you. I got home at four o'clock, but I wanted to take a nap before I called you. 
dumb things like that. But instead of me being honest and saying like, I needed a nap, I needed my own space and time before I called you, I would rather just say I got home then so that they felt like, okay, I called them as soon as I got home, like they said so. Um, But I don't need to lie for anybody. I don't. And so obviously with maturity, you'll learn not to do things like that. And obviously I am nothing like that today. But what I was impressed by, even at that young age of 15, was just my ability to take accountability My ability to see that, hey, my sister matters to me. I love her. I understand that she's not wrong. I am the one that's wrong here and I need to change. And so I feel like that's pretty big. And I feel like adults wrestle with that still. Um, So for me at 15 to kind of do that was pretty cool. Um, But yeah, you need to you need to be accountable right off the hop. That's number one. Just be accountable and know that you're accountable to yourself. You need to have your own code of conduct. Like as a child, one thing I also was blessed with was just a strong sense of like my moral conviction. Like my grandma was very big on morals and values and integrity. Those, she didn't play with those things. Loyalty, loyalty, integrity, morals, and values. Those four things she didn't play with. So once you know that you're a loyal person, that you have integrity, that you know what your morals are, that you have values that you live by, like a code of conduct, then you can make your decisions from that place. That's your foundation. That's your strength. Okay. So if I, for me, um, for example, this is a good example. I was my first person that like my, my first ever boyfriend or whatever, um, who I was with for many, many years, but he had cheated on me a few times. And each time it was like very painful, horrible. (laughs) It's horrible, man. It's awful, painful. And, um, the pain was just, I felt like it was going to kill me. It was unbearable really. And I remember thinking I would never do this to another woman because I couldn't understand the people he was cheating with, why they would do that to me. Like, I don't even need to know the girl. I just couldn't do that. And so I I knew, like, I would never do this to another human being. And I didn't. If I knew a girl, if I knew a guy had a girl, I just wasn't interested in them. Because I was never interested in being the source of someone else's pain. That was a value for me. That governed how I dated and how I made my choices. Um, It also meant that I was very loyal to my friends. And I will always be very loyal with my with people I love. Um, so yeah, what are your values? What is your integrity? What do you what is your loyalty? You know, how do you what's your code of conduct? Because from with that, like you get a solid foundation and you work off of that foundation to make your decisions. And the chances are, if, if, if valuing yourself is one of your values, if self-love is one of your values, is if becoming your best self is one of your values, then you're going to make decisions that honor you. And honestly, when you're loyal to others and respectful of others, that is another form of honoring yourself. I say all the time, I don't answer to people, I answer to God, right? Because that helps me ground my decisions, right? So even if you wrong me, I'm not going to stoop and wrong you. Because God's watching and because I know that I'm accountable to myself and I don't want to see myself in that light. 
the same light that I didn't like to see you in, I won't put myself there. So you have to have a sense of self, okay? You have to know. And don't justify, like, whew, seriously. One of the most dangerous things you could do is justify negative behavior because it's just holding you back. It's not actually, what do you think? You're getting away with that shit? You're not. You're not getting away with it. People see you. People see through it. They might not tell you to your face. You're going to see that they see it when they move away from you. You're going to see it when they move different with you. When they don't return your call as often. They're always busy. They're not able to make it. That's when you're going to see that people know what you're up to. So I don't know who you think you're fooling, but everything in darkness comes to light. So nobody's perfect and we're all going to forgive ourselves but we are here to become our best self. So we have to challenge ourselves a little and you have to not make excuses because it's just between you and yourself. You're not actually sharing this with with anyone else. This is a podcast you listen to by yourself to work on yourself. So you be honest with yourself, please. Okay. All right. So next, whenever making a decision, I want you to play it to the end. Sometimes we opt for an instant gratification or we want that old thing that feels comfortable and familiar or we get caught up in the hype or we're trying to please someone else. But if you stop and you think, like really think, and you play it to the end, you can realize before you make a mistake that it's a bad idea and you can choose something other than that. Okay, but first you need to play it to an end. So I spoke about being accountable, but even before that, you have to realize it's a bad decision. And you, and sometimes in order to do that, you have to play it to the end. Okay, what are the potential risks? Okay, that's the next one. Consider the consequences. Do the risks outweigh the reward? Okay, if you smoke, you could get lung cancer. If you have sex without a condom, you could catch a disease. You could have a baby with a random stranger, not with your partner. I'm obviously not talking about that. Although you better know your partner too, you know. But um, what are the consequences? If you lie, will you be found out? What are the consequences? And then what, what are you getting out of this? What is it that you, what reward are you seeking from your behavior? Does this serve you? Is it helping you? Will it propel you forward or keep you stuck? Okay. I mean, this is real. This this might be one of the realest episodes because it's, it's not easy discussion. It's not easy, but it's necessary. All right, next. Do what's best for you. We spoke about this, right? And I don't mean hurt others. And I don't mean be a narcissist or be self-centered or be inconsiderate. None of those things. I mean, when you're making good decisions, you need to make sure you're being healthy and authentic to yourself. And in most of the time, that's, that's going to be the best thing for everyone anyway. Okay. Next, lead with integrity. We spoke about this. If you have a strong knowledge of your own values and morals and boundaries, and you make decisions from that place, within, from that place within, not from external factors, then you're likely to feel good 
about most of the decisions that you make, right? Next, admit when you're wrong to someone else other than yourself. Back to me picking up the phone and saying, hey, I just lied. It it helps you be accountable. So I don't know who that person is for you, but you just sometimes need to say, hey, I did this. I know it's wrong. I'm not going to do it again. I just needed to get it out there and be held accountable. That's it. And then last, make sure you aim for progress and not perfections. No one asking anyone to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm always taking stock of myself. I'm always seeing opportunities to improve. Sometimes I let myself down. Sometimes I'm very proud of myself. But I always try. I always try. And I am trying. And that's all I want from you too. Progress, not perfection. Okay, guys? All right. So why do all this hard work? Jeez, Jesse ain't playing today. Why all this seriousness? I just want to have a nice life. I just want to have fun. Show me the money. No, you need to make good decisions to lead to all of that, right? But here are some reasons. People who make better decisions often enjoy a ton of benefits, including being healthier, happier, drama-free, having peace of mind and a good reputation, having solid friends and family in their life, having improved self-esteem, maybe even a strong love or romance, better sense of self and improved quality of life overall. It is worth it to make good decisions, guys. Okay? And in business, some of the best perks of making good decisions in business include being respected, being known for your special craft or your business or your entrepreneur or your brand, being appreciated, okay, a better relationship with the people you work with, feeling good about the work that you do, advancing your brand or your career opportunities, okay, improving your ability to collaborate because people want to collaborate with people who make good decisions. Would you associate yourself with a brand that was always making bad decisions? Would you want to connect your company to a person that was making bad decisions? We all know that cancel culture is real. We've all seen people fall from grace because of bad decisions. It's actually no joke. Guys, I honestly feel this episode could save your life. This is such a transformative and important episode. You need to listen and take heed. We have seen the devastation that can wreak havoc on people's lives when they make poor decisions. This is the place where you turn it around. Jesse's world is where you come to become your best self and turn it around. Guys, it's no joke, okay? When you're making good decisions in your career, you're going to feel better about the relationships at work. You're going to have better relationships at work. You're going to have a stronger, broader network of people willing to work with you. You're going to have better testimonials and people referring you business to you. You're going to feel good about work that you do and the impact you're making in this world. You're going to have more and more opportunities to advance your brand or your career. You're going to have yourself, you're going to feel that your personal and your professional stuff align because your decisions and values are the same for both. Your core values are the same in your personal life and your professional life. 
Loyalty is loyalty. Honesty is honesty. Integrity is integrity. So governing from that perspective, you're going to be able to align those worlds and you're going to have a better work-life balance, okay? And of course, you're going to have a better relationship with you. So you're going to feel great, honey. And these are just some, this is just scratching the surface of the benefits personally and professionally. And specifically as an entrepreneur, it could feel difficult to know how to make better business decisions because when it comes to your actual practice, you're on your own. Solo dolo, you know? And I understand because I've been an entrepreneur for years. And I've been a consultant helping entrepreneurs for years. But here's what I'll tell you. Here's some like things I learned along the way. You might want to, and this isn't just like, now I'm not talking about interpersonal decisions. I'm talking about work decisions and knowing which way to go with your business, what decisions to make, what suppliers to use, you know, like the nitty gritty. Okay. You might decide to connect with a mentor in your field. Okay. Build friendships with people who are at your level and growing in the same industry. These people become your colleagues. When you're an entrepreneur, it can feel lonely. So building virtual networks of colleagues is very important and they'll be excited too. And you guys can help each other, share knowledge. I I work with Flower sometimes and I think she's dope and we share knowledge. And I love that I have like a sister friend that is in, in a similar industry and we can share knowledge. I share knowledge with my sister too. My sister is like really doing great in life and I'm grateful um, because she's much more of a mentor, but we do share knowledge with each other. Um, So that's dope as well. But yeah, building a network of people who are growing in the same industry can be very, very helpful. And you can kind of know that you'll help each other make time for them like they're going to make time for you. Okay. So it has to be like consider reciprocity and making sure that you add value in people's lives as well. Um, build relationships with students and upcoming up-and-comers in your industry so that you get fresh perspectives on your industry. This is super important. Like I studied corporate communications, marketing, business development years ago, but I take courses still. I speak with people. I try things out. I ask questions because I know I have to keep my craft fresh and so do you. Okay. Read trade magazines, books, articles, research papers. It's unbelievable how much knowledge you gain by just reading. Reading is so powerful and it's a practice that I don't know. I hope it's not a lost art, but a lot less people that I speak to make it a part of their regular practice. I have books all around me (laughs) all the time. I'm obsessed with it and you can learn so much. So I encourage you to as well take courses. Like I said, I continue to do. Be willing to make mistakes. Okay. Be willing to make mistakes. If you're not willing, this is important. I could gloss over it, but I'm not going to because it's so important. If you're not willing to make mistakes in business and in life, then basically you're going to stay the same. You can't grow. You can't develop because you won't change. You won't try anything new. In order to try anything new, you have to be willing to make a mistake. And then from that mistake, you're going to learn. And then you're going to pivot and make better decisions. And then you're going to advance yourself and it's going to be dope and amazing. Yay. (laughs) So be willing to make the mistakes. Don't paralyze yourself. 
and then learn from them. Okay, you'll be okay, I promise. Well, I can't promise. I don't know you personally, but you're going to be okay. And then create systems and processes that streamline your work. This is going to help you so much. If you can automate anything, automate, 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 automate. I always, always give that advice because it's helpful to you. You're, you're, especially if you're one person rolling dolo, then like that's how you can multiply your time by automation and systems and processes. It's very helpful. And then last, when you're creating those systems and processes, understand that with new knowledge, you will need to tweak those systems and processes. So maybe you're going to get some information that says there's a better way to do it. Be willing to be flexible. Okay. You need to be flexible to grow like a bamboo tree. Bend, baby, bend. Yeah. Bend, baby, bend. <laughs> so you got to do that. All right. And that, my little brethren, my little friends, my little comrades, that is how we become our best self, making better decisions. I could go on and on about the quality of decisions and the importance of making better decisions, but here's what it comes down to. Your decisions don't just affect you. They affect everybody that loves you. They affect the people around you. If you choose to drink and drive, like somebody did many years ago, and now I have a scar on my face that I've had my entire, since I was four, because somebody chose to drink and drive and they hit us. They made the decision. I was an innocent four-year-old. Why am I living with their scar? But I am, okay? Your decisions affect others. So if you don't have the strength to make better decisions for yourself, make it for others. Make it for the people you love. Make it for someone you don't even know. Make it for that four-year-old child that might be in that car. Make better decisions. Okay? You are tuned in. This means you care about becoming your best self. And decision-making is at the core of that. Really, it's the crooks. You cannot achieve self-actualization without learning how to make great decisions. Okay, guys? So that's what I want. Okay? It's on to gods and goddesses. And we're just going to do a simple little meditation today. Breathe in. Breathe out. Nice and deep, okay? In. Hold it. And out. And I want you to take really deep breaths. In and out. And first, I just want you to visualize your ideal life. In. Hold it. Out. I want you to see like where you want to be. The, like, the ideal place you're striving for. Okay. What car are you driving? What clothes are you wearing? Who's around you? What friends or family or loved ones are with you? What country? What city? What town? How do you feel? What's your energy like? What color is your hair? Just Are you smiling? Just everything right down to the breeze. Okay. 
your life circumstance out. And I want you to pull in deep, okay? In. Hold. And out. Yeah, okay. So when you're visualizing this, I want you to now think what decisions will bring you from where you are in Hold and out to where you want to be. And I want you to think about the importance of great decisions propelling you forward. Feel the spirit of your great decisions, okay? I want you to feel it. Really, really manifest it like it's happening right now. And every decision brings you closer and closer and closer to your goal. Mm. Okay. Now, how would you feel if one of your decisions dripped your dreams away? How would you feel? Mm-hmm. Did that affect your meditation? Did that take you out of comfort? So does a bad decision. So, no more bad decisions if you can help it, which I think you can. Okay, let's at least minimize them. What do you feel? Your dream's gone. Your bubbles burst. How do you feel? Disappointed? Sad? Mad at yourself? Angry? Maybe you give up. Never give up. You're not allowed to give up. We have to keep trying. If I'm trying, you're trying. We're in this together, okay? All right. Your dream is back. You didn't make any bad decisions. It's still here. Be happy. Breathe in. Mm. Hold. Out. Okay. You're, you're, you're good. In. I just wanted you to see that decisions matter. They can bring you forward or bring you backward. Or freeze you paralyzed in the same spot because you're too afraid to move. You want to move forward. Stay in motion. Go towards your goals. In. Out. Make decisions that bring you closer to your goals. Guys, I have an affirmation for you. Are you ready for this? All right. It's a good one. Today, I know I am not perfect. I have made decisions in the past that have not served me and that did not do me justice. I realize at the time I did the best with what I had. I forgive myself. I love myself. I know that it is human to make mistakes. I am proud that I am willing to learn 
and grow from my mistakes. I commit to myself to stop and think when making choices. I commit to play decisions through to the end in my head before acting. I know that by thinking before I act, I can avoid making bad decisions that can hurt me in the long run. Mm -hmm. I know. I know I am capable of making the right decision for me. I will turn off all other voices and truly consider what is right for me. I have morals and values and I am valuable. And I know that it is important to make my decisions from a place of integrity, to make my decisions from within. I will allow my higher, stronger, and more intelligent self to drive my bus. My lower self is officially fired and can get off at the next stop. I am making better choices for me, and I've got this. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed today's affirmation. You can rewind to play again. (laughs) I also have a quote for you, okay? All right. One single choice can have the power to transport you to hell on earth or to the highest joys of life. One choice can change everything. Yet, no one is focused on teaching good decision-making skills. And that is a real human rights and development issue. That is a societal mistake that we all need to help correct. And that is why I created Jesse's World. From me, Jessica Lambert. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you got to the end of this episode, that tells me you are serious about becoming your best self. Because this was a hard episode where you really had to face yourself and do a lot of hard work. And I'm so proud of you. And I love you guys so much. I really do. When you tune in every episode with me and you're making a difference in your own life, you are touching my soul. This is it. Every one of us are ripples for each other into this universe. And when we help each other become our best selves, we're helping improve the universe. Every time one of you guys listen and become better, the whole world becomes better. And I'm just so touched. I'm touched by the people that have written me. I'm touched by the feedback. And I just have so much joy. So thank you. If you've gotten to this point, you earned it. And I thank you. And I hug you. And I love you. Okay, you're listening to Jesse's World. Follow us on Instagram at Jesse's World XO. That's J E S S I E S W O R L D XO. 
and you can follow me, your host, Jessica Lambert, a.k.a. Jessica Vibes with a Z. And you would find me on Instagram at Jessica Vibes, J-E-S-S-I-C-A-V-I-B-E-Z. Um, yeah, this was a really strong episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you experienced positive transformation and I can't wait for you to tune in on the 20th episode next week. And it is going to be, I'm not going to give you any details. You got to be there and it's going to be awesome and epic. And we are going to manifest just some of the best things ever. It's, it's going to change your life. It's going to blow your mind. And I can't wait to see you there. Big hugs.